Good morning. Good evening. And good night. And welcome back to the, to Get, the Get Up, Up podcast. podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're here with it. Yeah, man. Sorry that we uh, waited another week. <coughs> it's okay. We we prayed in the year. That's really what happened. It really was. We had another episode. But Bruh. Uh, <laughs> we did record another episode. But uh, it was... Uh, Interesting. It was interesting. We had to someone, say the least. We had someone in, in, interrupt and just yeah. talk about his whole life without us asking for it. Yeah, well, with that being said, because obviously, like, majority of the time when we record the podcast, we're in a private place. Right. This time and we, um, we had went out to the Poconos. We was up, up in the mountains, in the yeah. boonies. Yes. Literally in, in the, the middle, middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Yeah, we decided we that we're going to do a podcast in the lobby of this place that we're staying We at. met this guy named John, and uh, I think John was drunk. I, you think? Yeah. He, he might have been a little little off the rocks. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting day. Yeah. Omari wanted to still post it, yeah. but I said no. <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was entertaining. It was actually pretty funny, but, but it was like I, I couldn't concentrate. Yeah, like, you know, um, most of our pods are not. There's some substance. There's there's a lot of substance in our pods. <laughs> and that conversation was not technically we didn't talk. Really no. <laughs> was, but if we like we cut it out. If we cut it yeah, out. Yeah, but we cut it out and it was like had a, like it was like a thirty minute pod. pod. Yeah. Which is cool, you know. But let's just say it's not up to par. We decided to well, just come back and do it again. And start over. So I mean, really it's just a whole new thing. It's the first part of the year, y'all. Hey, happy new year. Happy new year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so, so n- is it a new year, new you? That's exactly what we're about to talk about. Is it? <laughs> That's actually is, is it, is it? I guess we're naming it that. New, new year, year, new, new, year, new you? you? Question mark, right? Because right, right. um, that's, that's really where we're going today. Like, it's a new year. And obviously, it sounds kind of, you know, touche. Like, talking about, oh, yeah, you know, New Year's New Year resolution. But... Let's be honest. Everybody does it. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. I, I'm just gonna share it because I I wrote this down and it just came to me when I was sitting at the at my desk. Yo, the last few, the last couple weeks, Word. I just been in thought, like mm. deep thought. I realized I'm like, because I was having a disconnect with my creativity, and I realized, oh, it's because I haven't that st- st- like stopped to think. Right. If you don't create any space to think. How are you going to be creative? Right, 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 right. But anyway, so I'm sitting there at the desk. I'm like, how do I synthesize this? Mm-hmm. And it was New Year's resolutions. They like they don't really work for real. They don't. For most people, they don't work. So I said, no more New Year's resolutions. It's time for a new self-realization. Damn. Okay. So, like, what what am I... Seeing in myself, right? Well, let's start with the real question. Yeah, what, yeah. What is the purpose why people even do try New Year's resolutions? resolutions? Well, what is know. a resolution? Uh, a resolution is. Oh, you want like actual definition? Let's go actual definition. Let's hey ask Siri, the prophet Google. Um, what does a resolution mean? Resolution means a firm decision to do or not to do something. Do you want to hear the next one? No, it's okay. Thank you, Siri. So, another definition on here is the action of solving a problem 
dispute or a continuous matter. Okay. So, like, let me go into where why doesn't it work? So, all right. So the reason why resolutions don't work is because when you're so focused on the outcome, you don't actually effectively change the inputs. So, like, if my desire is to bake a cake, I can't just sit here and only think about baking a cake and what the cake tastes like. I actually need to learn what are the ingredients that belong in a cake that tastes good. Right. So, you know, duh, duh. But why this causes a disconnect is what happens is when we're so focused on results, we don't actually gain satisfaction about the process it takes to get the result. Mm. So that's why it doesn't work. Like if, again, I'm going to start working out, not because, I mean, yes, because I want to have six pack abs and I want to look great, but there's so many other benefits that I need to focus on. Like what does that do for my mind to exercise every day? What does it do to create discipline for me? What, What, who, how is this changing me as I go through this process that's much better to attach yourself to than saying, um, I just want the end result, basically. Do you think resolutions are just focusing on the end result? Yeah. Like, I, okay, this is what I want to be by next year. Yeah. I don't think, okay, with that being said, there's nothing wrong with setting goals. Okay, yeah, but the thing is, the, all right, this is what I think, because um, I haven't made anything for this year. Yeah. Um, What I've dedicated this year well this month too is and well where i've been at since probably november is really seeing okay what did i do what did i do good in 23 yeah and what did i need to get better at um and then i go from there and i think that's where the self-evaluation comes in right where what didn't i do that i said i was gonna do right like one thing was we started going to the gym last year yeah we went a couple weeks stopped Went a couple more weeks, stopped. Went a couple more weeks, stopped. And it was kind of like I wanted to lose a lot of weight. And then I see myself now, and it's like, okay, you know, I did not do that. Right. But now, what am I going to be, dumb and make a lawyer? Right, well, I'm going to start going to the gym again. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Like, the, the, the thing is, okay, why didn't I go to the gym? Right. Because there's all, like, it's about looking at the root, of yeah. the root cause of things. Like, yeah. It wasn't just, okay, cool, I just got to go to the gym now. Or, okay, cool, I got to eat better. Or, okay, cool, um, I want to be a better leader. Or, like, it's, it's just not it's not that simple. It's more about, okay, I didn't do this well. Now, what are steps I can make towards this goal? So, where, what was, what, what was my lack of, where was my lack of motivation for certain things? Like, where was my, where, where, where yeah. was I lacking? And then maybe you can focus on the lack. Yeah. It's a framework. It's called, um. What went right? What went wrong? What can I do differently? Exactly. It's a, it's like that's a really just like a a progressive way to think think through things. You know, another question you can ask. So like, well, I guess it really goes down to like that's that's a perfect um segue to add, like what type of questions are you actually asking yourself? Right. Right. Again, that to me these are just more reasons why. A resolution probably won't work out for somebody. Right. Um, all right. Another reason why I'll say being 
only goal oriented is not the best way like to path is is because you need to become somebody so so you can actually do that thing so then you could have that thing like if i'm only focused again on the outcome i'm not thinking about the type of person like what what does that type of person do who if somebody who's in shape somebody who is well organized um who has a very fruitful productive life what does that type of person do right. and where am i at today and who am i who who do i really need to become yeah i mean i think i think when we uh when we focus too much on where we want to go and not see where we are we can get disillusioned with the process so <coughs> it's funny how humans are we are are we are we are species and we are a a like you know we are a creature that lo- that works better through processes yeah um and that's really in reality the way god made everything yeah it goes through processes period so Meaning, there's steps of life. Yeah. Um. There's a circle of life that you know, Lion King, but you can say that, <laughs> right? Sorry. There, there's, there's a there's circle, circle of life. life. Right. Yeah. So now there's that, and then or there's um there's a cycle for con- for like condensation, like a water cycle of like mm-hmm. how water gets evaporated, it condenses, it rains, and it's the same cycle over and over again. Right. There's a process of things. The photosynthesis is a process. Um, your metabolism is a process. Uh, the way your heart pumps blood is a process. So if everything in life is a process, how come changing key things and habits, how can we want to just flip a switch like we're robots mm. when God created us to be beings of processes? The reason why God wants you to be a being of a process is because he wants you to endure. He wants you to be persistent. And he wants you to create healthy habits. Mm. So... This is the same thing with prayer life. So I know a lot of people have this resolution. They just want to be a better, have a better spiritual life. Cool. Let's start there. I just want to be a better spiritual person. Okay. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) Like, what happens too is we we start praying for a couple of weeks. And, you know, but we're praying with, the reason why God doesn't answer a lot of us in those moments of our prayer is because we're praying as a, as a transaction Mm. instead of a process. Because, so, I'm actually looking for, um, you have anything to add on that, or what other well, things? No, I, well, okay. I really have a, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? But, I don't know if it's going to derail your point. Well, no, just ask, I'll, I'll bring it back. Okay. So, alright, so my question here is, have you ever experienced a shift like in your identity that challenged your previous beliefs? Repeat it. Okay. Have you ever experienced a shift in your identity that challenged your previous beliefs? Oh, when I when I started seeing when I started seeing him we did a we did a oh my god this brings it so good. So it did it actually it did it go away. 
So, all right. I'm going to tie back and then answer your question. Okay. Um, so, we did a... Remember, we're talking about people who want to better their spiritual life. That's a resolution. Right. Um, so, prayer is the main thing, right? So, a couple months ago, I did a whole series on the, the Lord's Prayer, right? And I did a... Actually, before that series, I did a series called Practical Prayer. Mm-hmm. So, part one was just breaking down what is prayer, right? And when we broke down what is prayer... Right, the word, the Hebrew word used for prayer is palel, 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 and one of the words for that, like you know how how Hebrew words have um, what's it called? Hebrew words have many they have meanings. meanings. Yeah. Um. So one of the one of the things actually for that, um, was self evaluation, mm-hmm. and self analysis. So, when we're praying. You know, there is um, another thing, too, is, um, oh, man, in the, in the, you can look, look it up on, on Blue Letter. Yeah. One of the, one of the things, too, is, is called to judge officially or judgmentally. By extension, to intercede, to entreat, to judge, um, and make supplication. So when it talks about the judging part, it's literally about you analyzing yourself. Mm. So in the time of prayer... I was actually while I was teaching this, I, I was I was actually praying about it. I'm like, well, God, you know, how can I analyze myself and evaluate myself the right way? And the thing is, the Bible says that the heart is the most deceitful above all things. So that means in your prayer time, you can't evaluate yourself by yourself. You can't analyze yourself by yourself. Yeah. So I need Him to show me who am I. Mm. Right. Where am I wrong? Where Where does He want me to get better? Right. Do I not look like Christ in this area? Mm. That's an evaluation. That's what prayer is for. Prayer right. is a conversation with God. What is the conversation about? I want your will to be here. I want your will to be done. So now when Christ talks about, I did the series on our Lord's Prayer, it's not the religious Catholic way of our Father, thou in heaven, I'll be their name. You know, your kingdom, kingdom come, will be done. done yeah. Whatever. You're like, that's yeah. not what he meant. He was setting a template of prayer. Yeah. So the first thing was, our Father, hallowed be your name. Right? Yeah. Adoration. Adoration. But the thing is, the Our Father who are in heaven, you're recognizing who he is. Yeah. But the other thing is, as you recognize who he is, you recognize who you are. Mm. Because you're saying, I'm Our son. Father who is in heaven, you're my Dad. you're my father. Yeah. I'm your son. That means I'm a son of the one who I'm talking to. Mm. So when we get to shift our perspective of coming to God as he's a, he's a, he's a far superior, he's a, he's, he's this, he is a superior being, but instead of coming to him as this being who's super far away, to this creator God that's super out of my reach, instead of looking at God like he's so far and I'm so far gone and he's not listening to me, the fact that I can say that he's my father yeah. and walk in boldly yeah. through Christ and be like, hallowed be your name. Yeah. And then the, the next thing he says, your kingdom come. Your, your will, will be, be done, done on, on earth, earth as, as it, it is, is in heaven. heaven. Yeah. The reason why that, that's so important is because now when you shift, my identity was shifted. Mm-hmm. The way I, Well, my identity shifted and then it changed my belief is because <clears throat> we come from sometimes most of the people who say they want a better spiritual life is because they never looked at God as their father mm. or they were focused on God only being their father. Right. And not a judge. Mm. So now... You're having issues with God judging things in your life. 
because you're too focused on him being the loving father. Yes, he's a loving father and he's a fair judge. So another thing is we focus too much on that, but then we forget that he's also the bridegroom. And a bridegroom wants exclusivity. Mm. A father has many children, but yeah. bridegroom has one one bride. Yeah. So yes, he's filling. That's why he says, I am who I am. Yeah. He left it blank because in everything you need, he is that. So right. I am your provider, Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. I am your banner, Jehovah Nisi. I am your your healer, Jehovah Rapha. I'm the one who fights for you, Jehovah Shabaoth. I am the superior God. Um, El Shaddai, Adonai. He is, he is, he, when Moses asked him, who am I telling Pharaoh who's sending me? So and he said, tell him I am who, who I, I am. am. Yeah, that's good. So, okay, th this makes me ask a question. So now, obviously, boom, you're seeing something new in the scripture. What did that do to your previous beliefs? The Bible said, well, there's a song that says, let all the other, let all the other, um, let all the other, was it? All the other names fade away. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know what song. It's like, let all the other names fade away until there's only you. Mm. I think that's what happens. Um, when we only focus on, oh, bro, God, God, God brought that back to my memory. Prophet Elijah was preaching on Friday, and he said, "We think idolatry is only is only worshiping a false idol. Yeah, but idolatry is also focusing on is only worshiping one side of God. Uh, uh. Idolatry can be only is you only worshiping the loving, the loving, merciful God. Which, yeah. yes, He is that, and He is a judge. He's a judge. Yeah. So when when God starts to change, He's not." He's showing you who you are through Christ. Because remember, it's only through Christ. Yeah. Right? He's showing you who you are through Christ. And Christ knows the totality of God. And Christ is the totality of God. Mm. So now, when you see your identity as a son, and you see your identity as a bride, you see your identity as I am subject to him. Mm -hmm. And you worship him for every face he is. That's what changes your belief because there's people that don't like reading scriptures with context because it affects the way they look at God mm. because they only have this one-sided version of God that God, <coughs> God isn't God, God doesn't, um, there's some, there's actually some, and it goes vice versa because it's not only just the love side of God. There's people that only focus on the, the judge, um, gavel, of the Lord sector of, of, of Jesus and the fire in his eyes. And he's a consuming fire and he's just trying to condemn. No right. judgment for his people is not condemnation. Mm. Judgment is actually correction. Correct. Meaning, yeah. And it's still showing love. Right. But people don't like correction. Mm. So when you see the corrective act of God, you don't want, you don't want to believe that that's love, but he's, mm. he's, he's even showing you his love there. Come on. And we're talking that, oh man, that's a whole lane on its own. All right, so to challenge them, part of the reason why you're not seeing any change in your life is because you're scared to be held accountable. Right. You don't want any. Part of the resolution issue is that no one is holding you, holding you accountable. In fact, to where you gotta go. you're not even holding yourself accountable. No, which you is have, the worst. You have such a problem with correction right. that you can't even correct yourself. 
That was you. Me? Yeah, that was you. That was me. Well, I mean, you you said that you used to say that you had a problem submitting to authority. Yeah, I had a I had so much. Of, <laughs> I, yeah, that it, it was me. Yeah. I personally, growing up, just was a rebel. Mm. Personally, like I felt like nobody knows what's best for me. Right. And it was to the point where this is something that I'm still in the process of changing in my belief system that I felt like I didn't even know what was best for me, which is still true. I really don't. Right. But now I have, you know, I am, I've got. Right. But me not being able to submit to any authority, man, I couldn't be held accountable to anything. Right. Now I will say it's a double-edged sword because I'm also a very self-aware person and I've always been self-aware. So having a self-awareness and then no, like nobody that could hold you accountable it's toxic because right. <laughs> I would just hurt myself. Right. I would, I would sit here and this kind of leads me to another question is cause I wanted to ask listeners and I want to also ask you, right. but, um, what are some lies that you have believed? Like you put your belief in a lie that has never been true about you. I believed that, like for whatever reason, I believed when somebody told me that I could never be successful. I believed that somebody was was shortchanging me and thought that I could do the minimum, and I thought that was just who who I was going to be. Right. On the other end, I had people telling me that I have so much potential in me, and that great things could be produced in my life, and I believed them too. But I apparently believed the other thing more than than that. Right. So, what are some lies that you? In your life, I've believed. I, I, I believed the lies that I told myself. Mm, okay. Um. And based on the lies that I told myself, on whatever I heard around me, I would only feed the lie I told myself. Mm. So, for example, one of those things was, um. Well, a lot of a lot of people who know me personally knew that I wasn't this big all the time. So. I gained a lot of weight, and then when I got married, I gained more. That happy weight. That's the, ha- that's the happy. <laughs> that weight, happy right? weight. <laughs> but now, you know, the thing was is that I told I told myself around around May, I might never get back down, and I might never mm. get right. I, like, I was frustrated because I'm like, damn, I need. I, you know, I keep saying I'm gonna go to the gym, and and then. You know, I've been working, so it's not like, okay, it's not like I don't have time. I do, but I'm not managing time. So then it was that. And then and then one, one thing I learned from my cousin, that he actually lost my weight, my, my cousin Danielito. Yeah. He was actually telling me, he was like, well, he did this thing, man. Um, He said, because he lost my weight, like, by himself. Yeah. And he didn't do a surgery, and, you know, nothing against those people who do it, but he didn't do that. And he was like, well your body affects your soul and your soul affects your body. Mm. So he was like, so what happens is when you're broken or whatever, um, cause I started getting weight after a heartbreak. That yeah. was where it came from. Right. Um, I was good. I got heartbroken and that's where it came. Um, that's like the whole foodie, foodie thing. Yeah. I was already eating a lot, but I was really active. Got you. But then pandemic came, I got heartbroken and I kind of broke all my habits. Right. Got you. Um, so, Danito was like, well, your soul, because, you know, you get hurt, and then 
your soul starts speaking to your body to give it a remedy. Mm. So then, for some people, it becomes it becomes sex. So for some people, it's nicotine, nicotine, those drugs, weed, even heroin, um, cutting. There's people that actually, yeah, actually do shows by cutting, There's cutting, people. um, binge watching. Yeah, binge watching, um, sleeping. There's people that just sleep so much. Yeah. There's people who just stop eating, period. Right. Or the people who start eating like right. crazy. And that was me. Um, when it came to that, <clears throat> food and porn became like my my coping mechanism yeah. for all that. And um I start I started I started to stop watching porn for a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is but then I was eating more. Because mm. I didn't heal. Right. And you had you needed advice. Right. I needed advice. And and Nene was telling me, he was like, yo, bro, like, your soul is affected by your body, too. Mm. Because now that I'm, you know, the porn thing, eating mad food. Right. All this stuff. Bruh. is breaking me more. Mm. And it's wounding me more in my soul. Right. Because I'm feeling more guilt. I'm feeling more shame. I feel like I'm not good enough. Like, right. I'm not handsome enough. Whatever. Right. I'm getting broken and the coping coping mechanisms were the same things that were help. It was just like my flesh was killing me. Oh man. So that the lie was I'm never getting out of here. Cool. I went through a relationship. I thought that I was going to be able to grow out of it. Yeah. Um, and I started getting a little more weight, whatever. But then I felt like, okay, you know, but I have this person and I felt like I wasn't going to be okay. And then we ended up breaking up. I'm like, damn, okay, cool. Mm. So then my thing was like, oh, let me get right. That didn't work. I met I met my wife Grace. Um, and I tried to do it again. And then my thing was, I was actually going through when I was when me and Grace were going out. She was actually the one who tried to. I actually tried to depend my my happiness on her. Mm. And. You were actually, you actually had just gotten to my life at that time. Yeah. And you were like, bro, she's pouring into you OD and you're not doing anything for her. Because mm. she was actually praying about that and she never told me. And then you told me the conversation right after she told God everything. That's crazy. So then everything you told me was everything she told God about. Wow. The night before. So then, so then what I mean by listening to the lies of everyone else is because I was surrounded by people who kept telling me, nah, you're, you're big, bro. Mm. You're just fat. Forget it. You're just big, bro. Your dad's big. Your grandma's big. Your uncle's big, bro. Come on, like, oh no, now you, now you with a girl now? Oh, forget it. You're never gonna, you're never gonna lose weight. Wow. And now those other people who cried, in, you know, my boy, my boy George, my boy, my, my my friend Maria. Yeah. They were like, they were some of the people in my life that were like, nah, bro, to put it like you can lose weight, like it's cool, like yeah. Just, and I would just, it just wasn't enough because I, I already had fed that lie. Yeah. So then last year in 23, I got married in February. And then I'm Ooh, like, you know what? Let's go again. That's crazy. Bro, I'm getting, bro, I'm going to be a, about a year. Yo. Yo. Come on, bro. Bro, I made a year already tomorrow by, by next month. That's Let's nuts. Go. That, that is, is wild. Insane. That is wild. Time flew, bro. Bro. That's crazy. Yeah. Before we know, we're going to be friends for two years. Word. Word. That's wild. So, the crazy thing is that I mean, I got married last year, and that was when we were we started the pod. Yeah, and we was on and off. Right, and then I got to this point where I'm like, "What the heck am I doing? Like, why can't I do it?" Mm. So, 
the the lie that I believed all that time until like I want to say around December where we you know I started really clearing up my mind. Yeah. Um, was that like? What is the real reason? Because you have to uncover the lie. You can't just try to skip over and just all right. So what's the solution? No. No. Like, yeah. You have to find because the lie is a seed. It's a it's a root. Yeah, it's a seed that grows a root, right. and roots grow over time. Right. So there's a lot of roots in there. Yeah. From like 2020, bro. Isn't that crazy how your belief actually waters the seed? Well, belief waters any seed. Exactly. Faith waters any, any seed. So you're putting faith in the lies that people spoke over you, and you're, you're watering you're, it. And it yes, takes, it first, it entered into your soul, but then, all right, so this is now where we can start speaking scientifically because it t- when it took root, it actually also took root in your nervous system. Why your nervous system look like roots? Right, because <laughs> what you believe right. in your mind and your heart right. will then show up in your body. Right. And here's the, the crazy thing is this: the reason why we need prayer, real prayer, yeah, is because prayer, prayer will put will put a pesticide on on the seed of of the lie. <laughs> The weed of the lie. The weed of the lie. Yeah. And will fertilize the truth. Mm. Complaining will actually kill your faith right. for the truth. And will feed the lie. Right. And what happens is a lot of times when we believe a lie, we don't pray, we complain. Right. Well, you God, mean, well, you said I was going to grow. You said you had a plan for me. Right. Ah, nah, 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 nah. You're now you're complaining. complaining. Right. And the Bible, there's actually a verse that says that God turns his ear from complaints. <laughs> so now you're just. Com- but now who's listening? Mm. Because if God's not listening to you, who's listening? That other nigga. That other nigga. <laughs> and he's ready to kill, steal, yeah, destroy. destroy. So he's like, okay. He said, cool. he said "What'd you say?" Because when you're talking to God, he's listening too. And yeah. he's but he's like, dang. This guy just de- doesn't stop talking to him. This guy's just always talking to God, man. And God's like, oh, yeah, you do this. And th- the enemy mm. doesn't want you to know what's wrong with you. Right. That's why he doesn't want you to pray. Right. Because when you pray, God shows you what's wrong with you. Right. God starts saying, oh, yeah, remember when you were a little kid, you went through this. And yeah. and you never healed from that. And now you're here. Mm. But you got to deal with that. So I'll, since I'm the God of the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back in time and go fix that. Right. But you need to be open for me to heal you. Right. And in God healing you, he's actually undoing the thing in the past. Come on. You might have a memory of it, but it doesn't affect you anymore. Right. Because he uprooted it, right. the seed back in time. Right. But what and the enemy does, the enemy can't go back in time. So what the enemy does is he plants the seed and he's just hoping that you put it, you put it in an area where you're going to keep watering it. Right. So he lets you, he lets you take care of the thing he planted. Mm-hmm. You see, isn't that God funny? takes care of the thing he plants. Isn't that funny? Because just the, the image of a big garden. Right. You you wake up in the morning, you take out the hose, and you just go and start spraying everything. Right. So you're watering it as part of your routine. But the seed that was the the weed right. is just silently, quietly growing right. in the garden. And there's things called crab weeds. You know what crab weeds are? Yeah, you you told me all about. <laughs> Bruh, crab weeds suck. Trust me, I know this man <laughs> because I have a bunch in my backyard. He, he turned into a gardener over summer. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, I that was Farmer Joe. I didn't do, I didn't do enough homework. 
because I apparently <laughs> spreaded crabweed seeds everywhere. So this is the thing with crabweeds. They start with one plant, one weed that grows. Up, yeah. And then little little branches, but the little branches have seeds on them. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, oh, let me just cut it. When you cut it, you just scattered hella seeds. Right. Into grass. And the thing is, now these seeds grow. And they don't grow like the original plant. They grow. The reason why they call them crab crab weeds is because they grow out like a crab. So yeah. you know crab legs. And then, you know, crabs are flat. Yeah. So crab weeds, they grow. And they flop over and literally suffocate the grass. Wow. So when you uproot the crab weed, all the grass is suffocated. And when you uproot the crab weed, you're act- it actually in the roots, it intertwines with, with grass root. So when you pull out the crab weed root, you're pulling out the grass too. Mm-hmm. So it suffocates it and it doesn't let it. Even when you try to take it out, it takes everything else out too. So, so how do you get rid of it? So the way you get rid of it is by weed killer. But the thing is, when it gets so bad... When a weed killer happens, everything dies. Mm. And you have to replant grass again. Mm. And you have to fertilize it. And you have to work and work and work to get the grass normal again. But that's the thing. When you let it grow too much, it doesn't matter if you throw if you throw a weed killer. You have to uproot the entire thing and start again. Yeah. So it's better when it's still a small the small one stem thing with the seed because when you throw a weed killer on that, it literally just kills it. And then, you know, you just throw a fertilizer and the, the grass gets strong and that's it. Okay. So do you see the picture of why I said why New Year's resolutions don't work? Yeah, because you think, oh, I'm just going to cut it. Clot. And now you have a freaking crab weed right. growing. You think you're going to just cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just spread it more. Right. It's a disease. So what do you have to do? Start over. Yes. Look and at even, look even, at the situation. And even in that, you see God's grace. Yeah. That he even allows us to start over. To reset. Because he could have just been like, all right, you messed it up, cool. And now it's just a bunch of crap. No. Wait, right. This is, all right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to wipe fertilizer. I'm going to wipe your, wipe your slate clean. Wipe you out. And you're going to be back to dirt. Yeah. With no fruit. Right. I'm throwing everything out. Even the good grass you did have. I'm throwing it out. Let's think about it. If a fly lands inside your smoothie and then flies off, are you still going to want to drink it? Depending on how good that smoothie hey. is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the, the big boy came out. Yeah, that was the big boy. <laughs> he said, that was Big Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, hey, man, I pay, I pay $15. I pay, hey, yeah, man, yo, yo these, these Jamba Juice joints be expensive. <laughs> like... If you see a fly land on your slice of pizza oh, no, no, and, no. and walk around Ooh, don't do that to me. and then fly off, nah. you still going to want to eat it? No, nah, of course not. Because what it did was, it, you know. You know they it, say that when a fruit fly, like those those like mochas, we call them mochas. Yeah. The big flies. Yeah. You know what they say when they land, they take a crap? They throw up. Like this oh. is it's what it is. They throw up on your food. They eat it and then they throw up and they are in the process of laying eggs all at the same time, bro. <laughs> so now everybody who had their the little mocha land on their food they and, ate fly eggs and fly throw up yes which is I mean it's it's gross I'm not gonna lie it's not like the nastiest thing in the world but no 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 when you say it like that it's pretty it, nasty it's pretty nasty I don't think anybody wants to know that yeah well now you know well, now you know and 
it's it's the same image of like, all right, what I'm gonna do when it's tainted? I'm actually gonna completely throw it out and grab another slice. <laughs> I'm gonna reset. Um, I wanted to like even get to this place because I, the main thing about this uh, for this year and like I want us to open up in this place is that I need to understand where am I at Bro, today. But I want I want to go back to that fly now. Okay, yeah. You know what's scary? All right, what? You know what Beelzebub means? No, what does it mean? Well, isn't it saying like King of Flies? It's the Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, yeah. Hey, that's why when I see a fly in my house, I start rebuking it. Yeah, you know, funny story. So like when I just came to Christ, one of the, one of the guys I was um being mentored by, he was telling me stories. He was like, "Yo, you know when whenever I see bugs in my house, I just call in the name of Jesus and tell them to get out and they leave." That's not <laughs> so, <laughs> literally, I tested it out. So, I was at my mom's house, and, like, three flies flew inside. And I said, get out in Jesus' name. And, bro, I opened up the door, and they literally flew out single file. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, anyways, if y'all got bugs and you really believe in Jesus and you got, like, faith like that, <laughs> start praying. You got faith like that. Call them out. Cast them out. I mean, you need faith. It's not going to work if you don't have faith. No. So you're saying so? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what? So you're asking me, where do you see yourself? Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to answer that? Where do I see myself right now? Yeah, where do you see yourself right now? Okay. Um. Well, this has like been part of my reflection. And an honest take of where I'm at right now is I'm a young 23-year-old man that is um, a, a husband that is in the process of building a career and is lacking discipline and learning fi- like learning how to manage his finances. Uh, that's like the simplest way of saying it liking discipline can apply to like literally a hundred different areas of my life but my saving grace is that I have a relationship with Jesus uh that is where I can um summary to where I'm at right now okay where I'm at is well, I am right now a 21-year-old husband and young adult pastor. Yeah. And worship pastor. <laughs> right. <laughs> no kids, not yet. Yeah. Um, not yet. Not yet. Um, and where, where I, like I said, like where I saw, you know, I am, I am overweight, like a lot. <laughs> Um, but where I see myself going, steps I've been taking is like, let's fix the little things. So yeah, let's start, let's start building habits. I am still learning how to manage money and I feel like that's part of the reason, um, you know, part of the thing that God's been trying to teach me even without even having a job because I still have, I've still had income. It's not like I've never had income. Um, like God made open doors for me to even Mm -hmm. make anything. Yeah. Um, but I'm still learning how to like manage money. 
and invest in the kingdom. Yeah. And that's something that I started to do. And that's where I'm at now. So I'm guessing the next question is where are we going? Yeah. I mean, I want to wait for just where, where, where you're going. Because acknowledging where I'm at currently right. means I need to also decide who am I going to be. Like, all right, you know, cool. I am lacking discipline right now. What? Okay, what do I need to change? But before I even decide what I'm going to change, I need to decide who is this person like that I'm going to become. Well, the person I'm trying to become is Jesus. Right. So now, one thing I was talking to my wife about earlier. That's a cheat code. And now this is the thing. If you're someone who doesn't have Christ as Lord and Savior, um, you can't experience this because you don't have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the one who does this. I yeah. can't do this by myself. Yeah. None of us can. Um, without without Holy Spirit, you could be a nice person. Yeah. But you're still going to hell. Yeah, you can have all the self-development in the world. Yeah, you can be. Bro, I've met some nice people, but, but they just don't got Christ. You actually never be the whole product. Right, right. You Like, because Christ is the hope of glory. He is the finisher. Yeah. So, you know. You, you can't be what God called you to be and created you to be. Without his breath living in you. Yeah, like you can't serve God without God. So, anyways. So, you know, now my goal is to look more like Christ. Yeah. Now, um, in order to do that, I was talking to Grace about this. Um, it's actually beautiful because the Bible says that um, these, these these small trials and tribulations we go through. That's what Paul says. Yeah. These small trials. He be making me laugh all right. the time. I'm like, Paul is not small, but okay. Mm-hmm. These small trials. Paul, like, try getting stoned. <laughs> word. I try getting stoned. Well, kicked out of a city, stoned to death, getting back up and going back in the city. Like, right. Like, yeah, man, <laughs> gangster. Um, but, and survive a shipwreck. Right. And, like, bro, I don't yeah. know. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, Paul says this about um, that this small trial will produce a greater weight of glory. Yeah. Um, and, and James says, I, I, I rejoice in tribulation because I know that it's going to bring glory. Mm-hmm. When you really study what is glory, the glory of God is Christ. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that trials produce a greater measure of the sun in me. Mm. So it means if I want to look like him more this year. I need to get ready for all the trials that are oh, coming. Oh, man. Yeah. If you want to look more like Christ, get ready. Get ready. Because Christ doesn't, he's not, because no, the Holy Spirit is building the stature of Christ in you. Yeah. Meaning there is a measure of Christ being implanted in you. Yeah. Because you are the body. Right. And I, oh my God, I look at it like, think of it as a, um, uh, you know, like those, you know, like those, uh, those, those pictures those coloring book joints that'd be like like virtual ones that'd be like with the colors yeah and with the numbers though yeah yeah so yeah. like all the ones all the ones are red yeah all like the fives are blue mm-hmm. so like you're just coloring the numbers yeah and I feel like as you go through tribulation he is molding a a a, a measure of Christ mm. in you through that gotcha he's like all right I'm gonna turn on all the ones yeah, so like you know, so like um, let me mold the love of Christ in you. Mm. Put you a trial for you to love. 
Got you. And he's molding that measure. So now, if you want to look more like Christ, you need to go through that trial because after that trial, what it's producing is a greater measure of Christ. Wow. Know? Bro, I'm getting this image of the garden of you. <laughs> That's good. And again, Jesus is a farmer. Yeah. I, I did a teaching on that as well. And we just talked about the weed killer, and we talked about the uprooting of of the of the weeds. So, so he's going to the the place of your soul, where you had trauma in the area of love. And he's uprooting it. He's literally destroying all that was there. And it's a trial. But what then? What he's gonna take you through it and is fill is fill it in. The new thing is going to come. Christ is going to come into that area. Yeah. He's going into the place of trauma in the place the place where you, you lack trust in people. And he's building you. He, but he first has to rip it out. Right. right. <laughs> he needs to take you through something right. to actually pull it out of you. Right. It's because he's the, he is the, he's not only the fertilizer, he's not only the seed, but he's also the weed killer. Yeah. You know, and he's also the axe. Yeah, he His is word, the axe. He is the axe. It says that, what does it say? That It says, it's. Oh, I can't think of the exact scripture, but it says that God literally always has axe at the root. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, he, is, he ready to cut that thing yes. out. And not, not have a stump. Yeah. Because what happens is when you cut trees by yourself, you only make a stump. Any plant that was not planted by God will be uprooted. But there's a difference between stumping and uprooting. Yeah. He's ready to axe that joint at the root. Mm-hmm. But we're ready to just chop the trunk down. Right. But what it is is now I can sit on the thing that still has roots. Mm. New, new year, new me. Yep. And you're still sitting on that damn stump. Oh, right. So That's now why it's you're six in the same later. place. You're in the same place. And here's what happens. You know that if you graft in to something that still has roots, mm. it will grow. Yeah. So what happens is we cut the trunk down, but then we sit on the stump for way too long. That you get grafted right you, back you're into You're getting the... grafted right back in. Bruh. Because you never uprooted it. Yo. Christ is the trunk and we're the branches. Bruh. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to take you out of the tree that you're not supposed to be Be in. a part of. And he's trying to uproot the whole thing. Yeah. Plant Christ and graft you into Christ. Right. But grafting takes time. Right. But it's by stitching in, stitching in, stitching in. He's over here. Excuse me. He's over here with a needle. Stitching you in. Oh, God, that hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to be part of it, right? Okay. <laughs> right. My grace is sufficient. <laughs> right. God, this hurts. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> it'll be better in the long run. Right. Now, here's another thing. I, while you were talking about how the Garden of You, yeah. I was thinking about the Garden of Eden. Yeah, and how the, the the forbidden tree is in the center of the garden, mm-hmm. and how the heart of man is in the center of man. Right, and how the enemy wants you to follow your heart. heart. Mm-hmm. The forbidden fruit is your is your own opinion. Right, is what you think. The the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge, the, the no, but it's not only the knowledge of good and evil. It's the fact that it wasn't the reason why it was forbidden is because it was the it was the knowledge of good and evil for me to make a decision for myself. myself. Right. Because not to live by the direction of God for me to think for me to to make a decision of of what I want to do, what is good for me, what is bad for me, right? Like, what do I think is good and evil, right? It's what is my truth. The qualities of God is omnipotence, 
omnipresent, right, all knowing, eternal, right, merciful, right, righteous, right, loving. Yes, he's goodness. He is goodness. But I'm going to sit here and come to myself, who is not omnipotent, no. not all knowing. And I'm gonna ask myself for the what answer. What is what? Well, yeah. I'm going to decide my, my, my truth. Bro, hold on. Okay, okay. So me and Grace me and Grace are having this conversation, right? And um, we're having this conversation last night. Oh, well, earlier today. And we're talking about. <coughs> sorry. I yeah. still got this cough. Um, we're talking about. We're talking about how when. Um, we're, talking, well, we're talking about the Balaam thing. Yeah. And how God asks questions that he already knows the answers for. Yeah. So with, with Adam, he goes, where are you? God mm. already knew that. Right. He asked Ezekiel, will these bones live? Ezekiel's like, bro, you already know mm. that. Right. He's asking Moses, what do you what do you want to do? He asked Abraham. <laughs> he asked Abraham, you know, should I save Sodom? Like, <laughs> right. Like, right. I don't know, man. Like, uh, if there's one, can you like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but the thing is, the beauty is, the beauty is, the yeah. beauty is that God, God knows the answers, but he still wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But now here's another thing about God. Job is crying out to God like, oh, why is this happening to me? God, you know how God answers the questions? Asking another question. Yeah. But you know that God's question has nothing to do about the question you asked him? Mm. The question he's asking is for you to see him. Yeah. So he, Job is like, well, my life sucks and you're letting this happen and whatever. And, Job, and God's like, like, well, where were you? When I hung this, this has nothing to do with what Job is going through. But what God wanted, and through this, now, you were, we were actually talking about this. A good leader, right? A good leader is not only someone who just gives you an answer. Yeah. A good leader is one who shows you how to find it. Yes. So what God does is he He asks you another question. Right. So now when you ask the teacher, oh, teacher, how do I, uh, how do I, I don't know how to do this problem. How do I do it? He's like, okay, so, you know, but if, if you have two plus two, what does it give you? It's another question. Right. When the Pharisees asked him a question, he responded with another, another question. question. Yeah. But here's the issue. Jesus always had answers. Don't be like the Pharisee that doesn't know how to answer. Mm. So now, Jesus asked, who do you guys think that I am? And that's when P- Peter got the revelation. You are the Christ. <laughs> so now when we have all these questions to God, what was happening? He's going to ask you another question. But what the reason is, the reason why he's asking you these questions is because the question, the answer is him. Isn't that crazy? Because it's the same exact question he's actually asking Job. Yes. Who Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Where were you? Where were you when I did this? Do you know who oh I am? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're the... Oh, my God. You're the creator. Do you know oh who I am? So now you're like, wait a minute. So you know what? You know, but the thing is, you know what? That's what happens in worship. Yeah. Because worship is seeing him rightly. The response is seeing him rightly. rightly. Yeah. The reason why worship is so important in someone's life is because you can't complain in worship. You know why? Because no. you're not even looking at yourself anymore. Right. You're looking at him. Right. And you understand that nothing else matters. That's why Paul. That when we go back, well, we go back to what Moses. What the thing with Moses and Miriam. Yeah. Is that uh, we didn't even talk. We talked was off off the the thing, but um. Brother Mike, one of my guys, Mike from church, he was preaching with it. We're doing, we're studying the book of Numbers in church. And he's on, he did chapter 12 about Miriam and Aaron complaining about God, um, complaining about Moses. And the thing is, oh, Miriam breaks out in leprosy when God starts speaking. Now, here's the thing. 
when God shows up to you, is your physical reaction breaking out in leprosy or breaking out in light like Moses? Mm. But it's based on the relationship you have with him. When Moses is in the mountain with God, God is asking Moses questions. And but the thing is, here's the thing. Moses comes down with his face shining so bright they have to cover him with a veil. Why? Because he was face to face with glory. Mm-hmm. But we already established who is the glory. Moses was in a mountain face to face with Christ. Yeah. And had this intimate relationship with Christ that God himself said, listen to the prophets, you know, I, I read myself through visions and dreams and but with Moses, the one I trust, yeah. the one I have a relationship with, yeah. I'm talking to him face to face. Yeah. So now, the answer is him for everything. Yeah. That's why he's asking you another question because he wants you to see him rightly. He cool. wants you to see him. He doesn't want to just give you the answer. Yeah. He wants to say, who do you think I am? Mm. Who do you? That's why he never told the Samaritan woman that he was the Messiah. Yeah. He wanted her to get to that point for him to always say, to only say, well, I'm the one, I'm the one he was talking about. Yeah. He let her get there. He said, by the way, I'm the Messiah. So you should listen to me. No, right. he wants people to have a revelation of who he is. Right. He just wants you to talk to him. But what happens when we're focused on ourselves and we think that we are the, I am. Yeah. And I am mm-hmm. instead of, I am yeah, who pointing I am. to God yeah. saying the, I, the great I am. Yeah. And when we start to we start to idolize we start to commit idolatry to by exalting ourselves yeah. above God, and we start saying, "Well, whatever I think is more important what the great I am thinks." That's why God had to remind Isaiah, and uh, no, was remind was that Isaiah or Jeremiah? It was Isaiah that my ways are higher than your ways. Yeah. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Mm. As far as the heavens are from the earth. Right. Like, and that's who, that's where a lot of people need to get to. So what happens is those, especially for those who never don't, don't have Christ as their Lord and Savior, you're being guided by you. Hey, bro. I don't know how many times I got to tell you about being guided by me. Me guiding myself every time leaves me what? Broke. Broke. Busted, busted and disgusted, disgusted every, every time. single time, bro. Yes, bro. It's not a recipe for success. It's not. And I'm smart. Right. But I am not smart enough to gauge my whole life. You can't. <laughs> I don't have the foresight that you know, God has. Bro, it's not even the foresight. It's that God already. The plan that God, I don't know the bro, plan. God already. God already lived your tomorrow. Right. So wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you want to have a relationship with the with the one who already knows you tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Bruh. Yes. Do would you want to know? Do would you want to be in a relationship with the one who already knows your past? Yeah. Who understands why you are the way you are? Yeah. And where you're going? Yeah. And what's gonna happen tomorrow? Yes. I need you. Yeah. But what happens is I focus on myself because I only have this victimized version of my past. Right. And my victimized version of my past is the one who's actually driving. In my present, I, I'm I, driving the present, but I'm still thinking about what the heck I passed. Right. So yeah. you know how you know what happens when you when you only you start, think about what you passed. You start driving in circles. No, you get in a car accident. Oh, well, <laughs> that's true. Too. When, you, when you're so focused <laughs> on what you drove past, you're like, whoa, 
Yeah. I wish you drove in circles. You still, you're driving into yeah. a wall. Right. You're driving into another car. But now the reason, but the reason why I say in circles is because when the people of Israel were in the wilderness, yeah. Every couple of years, they're still having the same conversation about, yo, did God take us out of Egypt for us to die in the wilderness? I'm like, bro, you can you just stop thinking about that crap? Right. right? Like. Y'all like, been out of Egypt. <laughs> you been, you been <laughs> out of Egypt. Right. That's why God had to wait 40 years for these people to die. Right. Because he's like, nah, these guys, they just want to keep driving in circles. Yeah. So that's why I say when, when you think about, when you think about only partially, when, all right, so what, now this is another thing too. When you focus on yourself and not what God is doing in you, you look at your past and you blame what you're going through on your past. Mm. I mean, you look at your present and you blame on what you're going through in the present on your past. Let me just give a reminder. So the question again was, who am I becoming? Right. Let's continue. You can't become who you're becoming if you keep looking back. Right. Because becoming means it be coming. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that just becoming. Right. It's coming towards you. Right. Means it's in front of you. Yeah. It's not behind you. Yeah. Christ is coming. Is he coming yeah. like what? You can't Christ you can't look in the back for that. Right. It means he's you coming. Look forward. Coming means it's it's coming it's forward. It's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So now this is the thing. You, we want you us, especially oh, us as man. Christians. Like we try to get to the point where we're like like Job. You know, oh my God, that's why I love it. <laughs> Bro, Job has this revelation after God asked him all these questions. Where yeah. were you when I hung the stars? Yeah. I hung the earth on the firmament with nothing. Yeah. I hung it. Like, he's talking about, like, where were you when I did this? And where were you when I did this? And, and I created this and I created that and I made you. Mm -hmm. Where were you? Nowhere, right? Okay, cool. And he's like, oh, my God, you're the omnipotent God. And yeah. you're the creator God. That's when Job says, <laughs> Job says, I have, I've heard of you. But now my eyes can see you. He said, by my ears, I've heard. Yeah. But now my eyes can see. see. Yeah. And now you go further in the word. And Paul says, there's things that nor ear has heard, nor I have seen, mm. and not even has come up to the mind of man, mm. the things that God has for you. Yeah. Do you see what that is, though? Do you, do you see the shift? All right. You said... The thing it's becoming. It's it becoming. Because it it becoming. Right. It's on its way. It's on its way. Things that you have not seen. And your faith is the substance of things that you have not seen and the hope for things hey, that Come on. Bro. Come on, it's basic. Is it again That's it's, Christian it's, it's, the, it's the evidence of things hoped for. That you didn't even see yet. So, so what is but what does that say about your belief? What you believe oh. will be coming to Ooh. you. So what you believe about yourself, you will become. Right. And what about what about if your oh, what, what about if your belief? Yeah. Was not only what what you think is true, but all, all it's also about what you be leaving behind. Right. <laughs> what you be, yeah. What you be, be leaving behind. Sometimes right. we gotta leave some stuff behind, behind. Right. In order to take the new that God is trying to bring. Right. Because He says, forget all that. Right. Isaiah, he says, forget all the old things. For right. all old things have passed away. Right. I am doing a new thing. Yeah. And then Paul says, 
for you are no like he says he says all things have passed away that you are a new creation mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus meaning you can't take the new of God if your hands are full of the old so what if you believing for a new thing is you leaving that's crazy the old he says some of your beliefs <laughs> <laughs> gotta be left yes that's crazy <laughs> what if you be leaving things behind yeah in order yeah. for things to become in your way Right. You need to you need to let some write stuff a whole go. Right now, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm on a roll. Like you need to, we need to, we need to leave things behind. Yeah, we need to be leaving things yeah. in order to believe the thing that's coming. Come on, that's good. Myron Golden said, "Your beliefs become your life." <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like. Oh man, yo, that's a faith crack right there. That is a faith crack. Um, I'm gonna say this because it just tied back to it. I was showing you earlier, right. but I was sitting down the other day and I'm like, this was on Sunday, and I was having a conversation with um one of the girls from church, and she was just having a problem with the view that she had of herself, and I'm like, I asked her the same question, which is why I'm asking this now. What did you what did you believe about yourself? Who who told you that? Then that you that you believed it. Right. And and I had came to the conclusion is that cuz we were talking about God, I'm like I can only know who I am when I know I am who I am. Hey, that's awesome. Like <coughs> I will never see myself rightly right until I know the one who made me rightly. Word. Oh, my God. I can only know who I am when I know I am who I am. That's that's dirty, bro. Like, if I don't have this relationship or this connection with my father, with the creator of me, how will I know what I was truly designed for? So I, I want to just keep in submitting this to you that the reason that you are feeling this disconnect in who you are right now is because you actually never knew who you were meant to be like we need to humble ourselves what when god asked job where were you that's a statement to humble him right 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 because but the thing is what what did you say that moses was what he was, he was the most humble. He was the most humble. <laughs> so when when what that did was Moses being humble, the difference between him and what you say, Miriam, that's yeah, her name. His sister. His Miriam. sister Miriam is that when she was worshiping, what the fruit of her worship was leprosy. <laughs> but the humble one, when he was humbled himself before God and spent time in his presence, when he came down, his face shone like light. But again, so for us to be rightly in relationship with God and to really know who I am is, I actually need to humble myself before the original I am. I will not know who I am until I go to the I am. <laughs> like, I know that's like wordplay, but you have to really understand. You you won't tap in to the greatness that's in you. Until you tap into the great eye, like the great one, the greatest. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my point. It's crazy because that whole thing about 
about humility is that it brings me to like another point that I want to try is we can't properly move on. Yeah. We can't properly an- analyze where we messed up. Yeah. If we're not humble enough to be corrected. Because mm. we're talking about correction. So now we're, how do we how do we fix this? Yeah. All right. The way we fix it is by being humble. Because humility is fertility for faith. Humility is fertility for faith. My God. If you want your faith, <laughs> if you even want your faith to grow. That's a bar. You need your humility to grow. That's a bar. If you can't listen, like that's why Christ was the lowest. And he said the lowest, the humble will be exalted. Yeah. And the exalted will be humbled. Mm. If you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled. But when you humble yourself, he will exalt you. Humility is fertility for faith. My God. If you want to see the new. Yeah. Remember, we're talking about faith is the things hoped for. Yeah. That have not been seen. If you want to be able to actually believe that, you better be humble. Mm. Prophet Kendrick Lamar said, sit down. (laughs) Be humble. Sit down. (laughs) Be Be humble. humble. Right. (laughs) If you want to see things differently, humility is the fertility for your faith. That's just where it's at. So, we've entered this, the realm of the podcast where we're talking in sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we finally made it. <laughs> we'll be making clips now. <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, what is going on right now? Bar for bar. Yeah, we're going to have to write this stuff down. So, I'm going to have to re- listen back to this. Yeah. Um. So, I had another question. It's kind of touched on something that we spoke about before. We spoke about this in our intentions. Right. And um, influences podcast, oh, which was man, I love that podcast. Yeah, that was, I think that was number two. Oh yeah. Um, but I think it's relevant just because it's, it's the beginning of the year. So, how do you think technology and social media impact our perceptions of identity today? We compare ourselves too much. Hmm. Um, we're looking about how the other people who have grown. Yeah. In the areas we wanted to grow last year. Wow. So we're like, oh man, you know, that's what I wanted to do. You know, comparison is a thief of all joy. Yeah, because you're not even you. Right. Which is why you can't follow yourself. It goes back to the same thing. You, yourself, you want to be like someone else. Yeah. Because in reality, the way God made you was not for you to be like you. It was for you to be like him. That was always your design. Your design was for you to be like him. Yeah. So now when you disconnect yourself from him, you look at yourself, you're still looking for something to copy. So when you sit there and you're comparing yourself, you're you're making that person God. You see, you, you, you didn't you didn't think that every person that you coveted on Instagram was an idol for you. Lord, why is that happening for them? Or it, it'd be even some people that you're happy for, but you're just wishing that was you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> some people think that the covered thing is like, man, I wish I had that. No, the covered thing, bro, the covered thing is like, always, yo, like, look at his jealousy. prayer life. I wish I had his prayer life. Right. No, what about yours? Right. Like, go go get your stuff. Because what? Because the thing is that God hasn't revealed something different to you that he never revealed to anyone else. And this is why it's important. Because guess what? While you're so busy, focused on the other five brides that that had their oil. Bruh. And they're walking. What? And, and they're walking through. <laughs> Are you and kidding they, And they're right prepared. Now? And you're saying, hey, can I get some of your oil? Are you in... 
Are you serious? Can I get some of your oil? You're so focused on them. You're comparing yourself to them. Bro, you know what's crazy? I bet you that if they even gave them their oil, they would have still never made it. Right. Because he's not looking for you to have someone else's oil. Right. He's not looking for you to have someone else's they anointing. They said go buy your own. He doesn't want you to have someone else's anointing. He doesn't want you to have someone else's calling. Yeah. He doesn't want you to have someone else's dream. Yeah. He doesn't want you to have someone else's vision yeah. or someone else's mission. Yeah. He wants you to be you. Yeah. Go get your own oil. oil. Come on. What? Why? Why are we looking at the oil of someone else? I get it. I get it. You know why? You know what? It makes sense. Because people look at the whole thing about Elijah and Elisha and they yeah. think that, oh, you know, I can get, somebody can pass on. No. That was a close relationship. Yeah. Elisha was, Elijah's basically his disciple. Yeah. And God already planned for that. Mm-hmm. When you are focused on following God, mm -hmm. God will put you in places where mantles will be handed to you. Yeah. God will put you in positions where anointings will be doubled on you. Right. Now, you're not going to have the anointing of Elijah. Right. You're going to have the double anointing of Elijah. Right. You're not going to have just the mantle of Moses. You're going to... Moses couldn't get to the promised land. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Right. When you're focused on fo following him, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to have these things. Now, this is the thing, right? I love Moses' story because... Because we want to have this, like, we want to, oh, you know, I want to encounter God and, and I want to have a thing. You know the thing? You know how Moses encountered the burning bush and God spoke to him? You know what he was running after? A lamb. Mm. He was running after the lamb that got lost. Yeah. And he ran up into a mountain looking for the lamb. When you look for the lamb, you will encounter God. Wow. When you are after Christ, you will encounter God. That's why he says, none come to the father but through me. If you've seen me, you've seen the father, meaning if I'm running after him mm -hmm. and I'm in pursuit of the son, the encounter with the father is inedible. It's going to happen. Yeah. But what happens is we're looking at how does Jethro know God? Mm. The people of Israel are like, oh, you know, that's what happened with Miriam, yeah. with Miriam and Aaron, which are his siblings. Yeah. They're like, yo, but like God uses us. How come God isn't having the relate? How come God is not using us the way He uses Him when God uses? I'm a prophet and I'm a high priest. So how come God wants to use Moses instead of using me? Yeah. But the, the whole issue was is that God was like, I have a relationship with Him. I actually know Him, and I trust Him because of my relationship. Yeah. Moses didn't focus on man. My sister prophesies, and my brother's the high priest. I should be the high priest. You know, I'm Moses. Bro, when you covet. Their vision, you get leprosy. <laughs> it causes division because there's two visions. But it's now <laughs> you're being separated. Right. But that's what happened to Miriam. Yeah. Miriam started talking about Moses, and she got ended up having leprosy mm -hmm. and had to get separated from the camp. Yeah. When you have, when you are focused on the vision of someone else, you're trying to look through their eyes when, instead of Christ's eyes. Right. When, You want what they have. You want their faith. You want their oil. Bruh. You want their life. You know what that means? You're walking by sight. Yeah. You're not walking by faith. Right. You're walking by sight. Why? Because you're looking at the faith of someone else. And saying, well, how come, you know, you know, I wish I had that. Yeah. Bro, close your eyes. Come on. It's funny. Just close your eyes. Remember, this is this is why I was saying um, earlier. 
I, I was just expressing this to my, to Kim before I left. I'm like, I realized my disconnect with my c- creativity has been because I haven't been taking moments to stop. Right, right. And God tells me, be still and know that I am oh, God. God. How am I going to be creative without going to the creator? Who better to teach me how to create the one that created all? Like, I need to tap in with him. How, like, be still and know that I am God. So, my I'm sitting here trying to figure out, okay, and why have I not had any thoughts flowing to me? It's like, well, bro, you haven't taken a moment to just stop and be with me. Uh. I used to just, I would, you could, yo, I'm telling you, I would be with Kim in five minutes, a whole song would come to me but i had a practice of spending an hour of just being still with god every single day when i stopped having that practice guess what stopped coming the creativity but what he was doing was he would teach me i learned new things to play on the guitar randomly skills that i didn't have before but it came out of a place of me being still songs would be deposited into me because I was being still. I, I, I'm I sitting here. How am I supposed to create content? How am I supposed to, to come up with something new? I can't. But if I go to him, he'll give it to me. You get what I'm saying? So, we need, we need to learn how to slow it down and just spend some time in his presence. Um, I had asked about the influence of technology <clears throat> on our current, and I just wanted to say the greatest influencer in your life should be God, because right. we're we're so focused on all these other influencers. Well, the thing is, when we think about inspiration in spirit, yeah, the spirit of God should be your inspiration. Yeah, yeah. the inspiration should be the spirit. Yeah. The Bible we read is the exact is the direct inspiration of God, the yeah. spirit of God. Yeah. So he wants us to worship in spirit mm-hmm. and truth. And in truth. And let everything be worshiped. Mm. So everything needs to be an inspiration of God. Come on. So like if we really want to be effective in everything we do, we need to do it in spirit. And truth, which is Christ. Yeah. So I want to wrap this up. And the main thing to take away from this is that in order for me to have what I really want out of this life, there's somebody I need to become. I will never be able to do until I become. I will never be able to do the purposes right. that God has assigned for me until I become the man that he needs me to and be. And you will never be fulfilled until you're fully will be filled. filled. Exactly. This I will is, never have... Right. Until I become. (laughs) First, I need to be. I need to be filled. Yes. To fulfill. Yes. Period. Period. So, I really wanted to uh, dedicate this whole podcast to just the be part. I didn't think it made sense to uh, go through three points at one time. Uh I want to talk about have next. But B, B is important. This is this is your 
if you're sitting here like, where do I start? Start with the questions that we ask. Where are you? What have you believed that is not true? And who do you need to become? Again, you need to you need to start with, with these three questions for the beginning of the year. You got to ask yourself, where are you? Who do you need to become? And what have you believed that is not true? What are the lies that you have believed that are not true? This way, you will become. Um, what was I? I have, I have one more thing for y'all. Um, when you start thinking about the vision, this is what Pastor Mike was teaching on Sunday. The vision of, of where God is taking you. There's going to be three factors that come into place. God will always show you where you're going. Right. He's going to show you who you're going with. Mm. And he's going to show you when you're going to get there. There needs to be those things in place. Right. God will take you through a process. Mm-hmm. But let's start with, with being first. Right. And who are we trying to become is Christ. Yes. We want to look like him. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of our listeners that are have already received him as Lord and Savior. And the Spirit of God is in you. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to look like him, just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Yeah. And help me to look like him. Yeah. And there will be trials. But like Paul said, these, these are little things mm-hmm. compared to the greater measure of Christ being formed in you. Yeah. So this is, it doesn't matter. Um, and for some of the listeners who don't have him as Lord and Savior, I mm-hmm. want to extend the opportunity. Um, and if you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit to confess Christ as Lord and Savior, I want, I want to take this time and guide you through a prayer and, um, DM us on Instagram or, you know, yeah, just hit us up. I will say, yes, our, the DMs are wide open. Yeah, they're wide open. If you want to email us as well, yeah, you can email us at thegetuppod at gmail.com. Right. Our Instagram handle is thegetuppodcast, I think, underscore. Yeah. I just one just it. one underscore. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We'll and just, we will reply. Yeah, we'll definitely reply. So if this is you, reply. Um, also, if you're even reaffirming your faith yeah. or if you just felt like you just needed to do this prayer again DM us you know so we're just going to guide you through a prayer so Heavenly Father mm-hmm. we thank you and we come before you and we confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior of our lives Lord I ask you to take the reins from my hands mm-hmm. and guide me to where you need me to be Help me become the person you want me to be and show me why you want me to be this person. Lord, I ask you that you heal every wound and also heal every trauma, every thing of the past. And Lord, I just open my heart to you and I put my walls down for you. And I just ask you to just reign in my heart, reign in my life, reign in my soul, mm-hmm. and bring my spirit back to life. Yeah. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you did that prayer, we're happy for you. Yes, sir. Welcome to the family. If you reaffirmed, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. Welcome home. Um, But this is what the Get Up Podcast is for. Yes, sir. It's for us to get up. Period. If you, if you fell, get, get up. up. So this was to be. Yeah. Um, We don't know what we're going to name this junk. Yeah. New Year, new you. It's a, I think we should call it It Becoming. It Becoming? But like, be coming. <laughs> All right, we'll brainstorm. We'll, 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 gotta, whatever. We'll, we'll brainstorm. But we're just um, extending to you what yeah. this might be. I want to do two announcements. Okay. Okay, so. Let's go. All right. This is, he's going to hear it for the first time. But this Damn. is what I want as the the posting schedule oh okay all right so i want to commit to because guys i'll be the one posting the podcast right so we just recording my house yeah and then he he posts it yeah i need to like he does all the editing stuff i don't do that i mean right now it's nothing he does like the putting the like yeah. the names and descriptions and all right that. this is it's calm for now for now yeah once we're on all platforms oh yeah video would need a full production but right now, this is simple. Right. Um, but I want to commit to Saturdays at 3 p.m. for the podcast to be posted. Yeah, I, you heard that, y'all? Saturday yeah. at 3 p.m. Saturday every week at every 3 p.m. Every week. So that, that is my, my commitment. Okay. And Our commitment. This is our commitment. Yes. All right? That means we need to record prior, obviously, and it will be ready to be uploaded because I, I before I wanted to do it on Thursday, it's a little too tight with yeah, our time. Weeks be nuts, and sometimes the days that we had to record change. But pretty much what I've noticed is by Saturday we usually have the podcast recorded. Right. So if again consistency is important because if people want to look forward to listening to us and hearing this stuff, they need to know when it's posted. So All I'm right. committing. We are committing. We are committing Saturday at three p.m. Three p.m. Okay, cool. Um, What's the second announcement? Because I don't know about this either. I actually, I, I think I just said two, but it was really just one. Oh, the second announcement. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm going to get um, Red Circle. I'm going to get it. Okay. So we can be, we'll be coming to all platforms. Amen. Yes. For my iTunes fam, yeah. we are coming. For Thank iTunes, Amazon Music. YouTube podcast. Yes. Everything. It comes everything. Um, we are eventually going to, on our YouTube channel, we're going to put the audio stuff. Yeah, so. um, The audio episodes from last, like all the episodes we've done. Prior, yeah. We're going to just put them all there. Just like, just just audio. Well, okay, so. Or like a cover, a cover yeah, art, whatever. Um, I have an idea. Okay. Well, we don't really need to talk about that. Yeah, we'll do that. You'll, but you'll see, you will. There will be content there coming to the YouTube content. channel. So again, um, if you want to subscribe and follow on YouTube, it is the Get Up Podcast dash <laughs> dash. Okay, because there's someone else, but yeah, that guy do doesn't nothing. count. They got like literally like three subscribers, and they have no 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 stuff. They're just taking up our our our, our handle. Yeah. So now whatever. another thing that Omari didn't say. One thing we are starting this year. Is we're going heavy on clips. Yes. And we're having this new thing that we're going to start with y'all on Instagram and maybe TikTok. Okay. The jump, stop, jump. Thing. Oh, um, it is um 
push up. Push up. Okay, so this thing called push up, which uh, you can explain. You not explain it better. All right, so this is something that I had been thinking about for some time, and push up is this is what it stands for. So the push stands for practical, useful, scripture in a half hour, or a hurry. I'm still not decided, and I think that will be uh, my intro. It's practical, useful scripture. In a half hour. So that is what push-up is. And the idea is, it's kind of like a play on words because we need practical skills. We need things to like apply to our life on a day-to-day basis. Right. And sometimes what we read in scripture can feel a little bit um like, how do I how do I apply this to my day-to-day? Right. Um, the funny thing also thing about the word scripture is it really means any text. So what I would like to do is actually take some books as well that I'm reading and show you how this principle that is rooted rooted there is also found in scripture. All right. So you can apply it to your life. So what's push up? Push up. What is it again? So it's practical, useful scripture in a half hour or hurry. Whatever. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the 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 intro like right. <laughs> um so we're gonna do that. We're both gonna be doing that. Um I'm actually gonna start coming on Instagram more as a preacher. Yeah. Um, um, take y'all on that journey with me, right? Um, ah, uh, yes. I wanted to say, um, obviously we are expressing, and we're um teaching, and we're talking, we're explaining all these things, but we ourselves are also on the same journey, right? As everybody, you? as everybody like, else, where they're listening. Yeah, okay, uh, I'm 23. He's 21. I'm turning 22 in March. Right. I turned 24 this year. Whoa, that's crazy. Anyways. Ew, you're old. Not yet, but I am definitely like an adult. I'm now a toddler. I'm a toddler adult. Right. Yeah, you're like. You're four. Yeah, you're adult. a baby adult right now. Yeah, I'm an uh, infant. <laughs> yeah. So we are going through this process with you. So um, it's a little bit different from other teachers that you might have or people that you follow who are actually like 30, 40, even 50 years old and they're making content. Um, they're able to speak to it from a different place of experience. Right. But we're walking through it with we're you. We're walking with y'all. So, <laughs> so you got questions. Sure. You might ask something to us that we don't, we're going to learn it with you right now. <laughs> um, so, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to take you on this journey. Um, I'm gonna be doing some of the some of the push up stuff. Omar's gonna do it more because he is his idea. I wanna and see that's him do something it though. God prompted him. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it too. Yeah. I think once he sees what I think I have once I see how he does it, I think I'm gonna go crazy. He's but I mean him just you just you explaining he actually wants me to do more. Because you, you should, bro. Um, I have a lot of stuff written down. So much, wanna, bro. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> you have a lot. He's making, he's making me down. mad. I have massive written down. This dude is a content machine. It's the Lord like, I suck on camera. The bro. Lord is literally depo- you suck on camera because you haven't been on camera. Right, right, right. But Omar's good on camera, y'all. We got to get reps. Omar's real nice on camera. We're gonna get. I think it's V one though. V one. I think V one helps you be better. Bro, I have no idea. I think really, I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't know. You're good with everything. You're good at public speaking. You're good at, like... That's the grace of God, bro. I love you, nigga. I love you, too, bro. You're freaking crazy. Bro, you, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm all right. No, nah, don't do that. Just- <laughs> we, we just went through hey, this we just- whole... <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> All right, y'all. Nah, but I love y'all. Yeah, I love we y'all too. We'll see you guys Saturday at 3. Yes, Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, y'all. I yes, we are Eastern East. Standard Time. We are on the East Coast. Okay? <laughs> but it will be every Saturday. Every Saturday. See y'all 52 weeks out this year. Well, 51, because we was praying last week. But, Word. you know. And, you know, we'll see you. You'll see when we go live. Yeah. I do want we to do some do live some stuff, some live stuff. So. We are going to do that. Oh, I've got so much stuff coming this year. Yeah, this is going to be cool. Oh, my God. This is going to be a journey, bro. Yes. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Well, Love anyway, you. y'all. Yeah. Love y'all. Peace. Later.